Hello everyone, it's Anya, your host of Stain. Today we have a person that I find extremely inspiring. She's a girl boss with unbelievable energy for people and life in general. Really hope you will enjoy her story and journey. Incredible, Deborah Lupi, everyone. Deborah, welcome to Stain. How are you feeling today? Hi, hello everyone. Hello, Anya. <laughs> I am um, excited. Yeah, it's the first time that I register um, a podcast. I've been recorded in different occasions, but yeah, this is definitely my first time. So I'm very excited, very happy to be with you. Uh, I'm so happy that you're here because uh, I feel very inspired by you and everything that you do. And I hope the people will feel the same energy that you project to the world. So tell us a bit about yourself. Um, so first of all, thank you. I'm happy that I, I, you find inspiration. Um, okay, so first of all, it's very hard for me to define myself. I don't really like labels and I do many things in my life. But something that I can say about me is that I like bring people together. Mm-hmm. So I like organizing events. I, I like to organize trips. Um, I don't know, I feel when I get to know different people or when I see different people getting to know each other, it brings a lot of opportunities. And then another thing that I can say about me is that I love sports. So I do many, many sports. So I normally leave the house at 7 a.m. for going to work and I never come back before 9 because after work I, I do several stuff, yeah. And then just when I'm very exhausted, then it's time to go home and I go to sleep. At 10, I'm just exhausted sleeping yeah. and that, that's it, pretty much it, yeah. <laughs> I actually really admire your energy because whenever I don't want to exercise or I don't want to do yoga or something, I'm like, but Deborah is doing it. It's in the back of my <laughs> mind somewhere, but Deborah is all day out and doing it and I can do it as well. <laughs> yeah, if she does it, I can do it, yeah. Um, and of course, I'm Italian and I this is my second home. I've been in Ireland for like seven years and I think that I've never been as active as in the last two or three mm-hmm. years. So it's something that I, you know, I, yeah, I've been out, always active in my life, but mm-hmm. never like in the last three years of my life. So What changed? Why? Why in the last two, three years? I really believe that this is an answer that you might have heard before, mm-hmm. but the pandemic probably changed a bit my life yeah. because I think that I wasted one or two years, kind mm-hmm. of. So now I feel that I don't want to say no. Like if I want to do, can be a sport or going out or meeting friends, I, I never want to say no because I'm lazy. Because I feel yeah. that I had a lot of time stolen from me. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm in a kind of situation when I, I want to live my life 100%. I don't want to, I don't want to let it go. And mm-hmm. sometimes this is not even... Um, might not be right because maybe if you lose control can be a bit toxic okay but if you kind of hand if you do things that you really enjoy enjoy doing it so then it's fine but yeah pandemic definitely changed it yeah what sports you currently do because i know you do several so (laughs) i will ask just the ones that you want to (laughs) mention okay so since the week has just seven days (laughs) okay so i i am a yogi So Mm -hmm. I've been doing yoga for six, seven years. Yeah, since I arrived to Dublin, basically. Um, And then in the last two years, I also started pole dance. That's amazing. (laughs) So I am a pole dancer. Um, I like to define myself like this. Yeah, makes me feel very powerful. (laughs) You should. (laughs) And then I also do bouldering, which is kind of basically indoor climbing. 
yeah. and is the one without the ropes. Wow. And then every <laughs> Thursday in the last two months, I've been playing with my colleagues in uh, tag rugby. I'm not shiny in this sport, but yeah. yeah, I'm doing my best and it's pretty much working. And then my favorite sport is basically surfing, oh, which yeah. I do just from, I would say from May until October, once mm -hmm. per month. I try to go, yeah, at least once per month. And then I cycle, but I cycle, I cycle everywhere. I do mm -hmm. hiking also once per month. Yeah, yeah. I do many things, you know. <laughs> Does the sport actually reflect on your mental health? I presume it does, but in which ways it re reflects on your mental health and on your life in terms of sustainability? Okay, so if I have to think about myself as an individual, mm -hmm. mental health, um, actually it helps my mental health and also my uh, confidence with the society. So first yeah. of all, I feel better because I feel healthy, I feel stronger. Mm -hmm. I feel that things that I was not able to do two or three years ago, now for me are very easy to do. Yeah. So this gives me a lot of confidence. And also makes me feel good with other people because I know how strong I am. I know mm -hmm. that I can do several things that people are not able to do it, but not because I'm special, just because of practice mainly. And I feel that I kind of gain respect from, uh, from men yeah okay this is kind of complicated to explain maybe i don't know some of the listener might be uh, you know saying some, no, something free. against you yeah, know yeah. but sometimes there is always a bit of a gap between the female word and the male word mm -hmm. but when you start to to do well sports i i feel very uh supported by everyone i feel like the people talk to me like they, they don't they don't see like oh she's a girl she's just a girl because hey I am not just a girl no one is just a girl you know yes, there is no yeah. such a thing but sometimes just because you know we come from a historical um, situation that sees the yeah. you know the alpha male oh, and yeah. the 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 little girl the, the poor little girl but actually yeah. when you start to practice sport you see a lot of women they are super strong and I see the respect that we actually have from mm -hmm. everyone and it makes me feel very strong and confident. Yeah, I always say, and I say this a lot actually, that my dad raised me like a little boy. <laughs> and I love that. And, I, and I'm sitting right now. Yeah. So. <laughs> so yeah, I actually really resonate that with you. Like, I think it's really a right approach to have, even to the sport. And it brings you that equality, I think, yeah. that you should have. Yeah. Like. Definitely. Um, you mentioned that you're a yogi, mm -hmm. uh, like myself. <laughs> I like to <laughs> identify this way, at least. Like, I like it. And what made you start with yoga was it meditation or mm. was it the um, nature what was it in the first place was mm. it like just the right mindset i really think that when i started yoga i didn't know what i was doing Getting yeah i didn't know yoga <laughs> yeah. yeah you know uh, before you were saying also about um you know relationship with sports and uh, nature or you know mm -hmm. i feel that through yoga i started to understand my relationship with the surrounding you yeah, know that's so nice yeah. um i mean when i started I just started because it was a kind of a trend yes i know i, you know, know. I started so, during pandemic yeah so i, I started, started way after uh, after you but for me it was like oh my god everybody's doing yoga in their apartments i'm gonna be one of those girls now <laughs> you know <laughs> and then it elaborated towards other things true yeah. true well for me well, I remember when I was in Rome, because I, I used to do my college in Rome, mm -hmm. so I spent about seven years before moving abroad. And there was, so my best friend, auntie, 
she was a yoga uh, a yogi for many years you know mm -hmm. kind of old-fashioned yoga and she didn't do it because of a trend but this woman was very inspiring for me at the mm -hmm. time and I was like I want to be like her I want to do yoga I want to I want to drink uh, tea you know mm -hmm. I want to have a nice house with all this kind of uh, ethno mm, yes. uh, kind of decoration design I want to be like her I don't know I was so fascinated by this woman yeah. so I didn't have enough money back then when I was in college to pay myself like a yoga Classes course. And but as soon as I started to work in Dublin, I was like, okay, I'm just gonna start with yoga. And then everyone was doing it, so I just yeah. started. But then again, during the pandemic, I started to practice by myself and I started to go hiking, for example, and mm -hmm. then I would stop for meditation. Um, so the connection that you have with yourself and with the people around you but also with yourself and with nature as you were saying mm -hmm. it's just something that evolved when I started yoga yeah and I think you said it very in the right way because a lot of people ask me because this week for me on Instagram and followers will know that I was promoting a lot of like oh do you do any activities in nature and I was saying like how do you connect with nature and a lot of people were just confused they were like why would I go to nature to exercise? You know? I know. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this, and then I understood it's not for everybody the same and for mm -hmm. everybody it needs to go through certain levels and then reach that point, obviously, yeah, yeah. unless you're doing the sport that needs to be done outside. Yeah. So that's another story. Yeah, yeah. But look, even, even for me, it's not that I, I don't do just sports in nature. Yeah, like even course, like yeah. I do pole dance in a studio. It's not yeah. that I'm I going out. <laughs> well, sometimes it's I like saw some I stories. <laughs> I mean, sometimes if I see a pole that is kind of usable on the street, I try, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, so, but I think that there is something sustainable in many sports. Mm -hmm. So when I started to enjoy doing sports, I kind of stopped spending money for material stuff. Uh, you see, that's really interesting. I, yeah. yeah, I spend my time uh, doing activities for my body. They mm -hmm. reflect on my mind. And I'm I'm an happier person. I am happier than I was before, and I get to know so many people because I have different friends uh, doing yeah. bouldering or pole dance or yoga or surfing, you know. Um, but I feel happier, and I I don't buy material things. I mean, my happiness doesn't come from material stuff. And I remember that you did an article about shopping and the boost of positivity. The yeah, dopamine shopping. boost. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. and. I don't need that because I have that from something else. Mm -hmm. So I feel that this is already could be considered as, um, you know, sustainable. Yeah. And I want to mention a lot of people think that if I buy this T-shirt, I will feel more confident or if I buy mm -hmm. this, I will feel more confident. And I think for I, I presume that pole dancing that is for you, for example, yeah. because I saw the little snippets just of your stories where you are dancing, actually, mm -hmm. and it just you shine you're like you're just so confident so it yeah. feels like okay she actually looks just amazing in that like i don't know you were wearing like a black uh, black outfit with a like very tight one for the show and it was like amazing <laughs> you, just... you did it the italian way <laughs> yeah 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 so yeah i think um, you're spot on with that you're very like uh, going to straight to the point with that that actually we are coming from not materialistic stuff and we are just looking forward to see how we can be happy yeah. and yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's it you mentioned surfing <laughs> <laughs> yes you mentioned i did surfing uh where the love for surfing came from so there is a girl 
and she works with me she works mm -hmm. in the office and uh, she knew that I love sports okay so two years ago in August 2021 she came to me mm -hmm. and she said Deborah I want to go surfing do you want to come with me and we were not like close friends we knew each other because we were working in the same office but it was just you know like she a, just yeah. knew that I loved sports and she came straight to me super confident and she said do you want to go to Zlago for surfing and I look at her yes so within two days we were basically sitting together and we were paying for the hostel and the surf yeah. coursing and I was super scared because I've never been in the water in the late August in Ireland. I know that it's pretty cold. You know, yeah. at the time it was raining, so I was like, okay, I don't know if it's a good idea. Mm -hmm. It's just that she came and she was so, like, you know, she was giving me something that I found uh, interesting. I was like, I might like it. And then when I surfed for the first time, I was like, okay, I, I, I will never stop because yeah. the feeling that I had, because when you are in the water, mm, you don't control everything you know yeah. it's a sport that you you need to feel the the nature that is just pushing you you know and you just take advantage of the wave and then you have fun yeah. but it's it's such a deep feeling and yeah i'm very grateful to this person gosha yeah. is her name yeah is <laughs> what i mentioned yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah she 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 doesn't know probably but she kind of changed my mind that day that she came to me asking if that, i wanted to go to Zlago for surfing yeah. i hope she will be listening to this and yeah. uh, hear this bit <laughs> or at least i will play it for her you know? <laughs> that's that's actually really lovely which place uh, i know that you surfed in a lot of places yeah. Uh, what places you surfed at? So the first time I went to Sligo mm -hmm. um, in uh, the West Coast, so in Ireland. Yeah. And then this was August 2021. And then in October 2021, always with Gosha, we decided to go to Portugal. So we went wow. to Ericeira and it was a beautiful, beautiful um, week. Mm -hmm. And it was a um, surf and yoga retreat. Yeah. And I started to go every six months to yoga and surf retreat because, you know, it's it's a beautiful moment that you, you share with other people, with them, I don't know, a community of people that are like you mm -hmm. and you just do these sports and it's yeah. beautiful. Um, and then after Ericeira, I start like it was October already. So I stopped until May 2022. Mm -hmm. And then in May, I, I started to go to Bundoran which yes. is on the west coast again so i went to bundoran like once per month for like three or four months and then i went to nicaragua wow. so in central america and then this year i went to morocco uh close to agadir and then again to bundoran so these yeah. are the places where yeah. i where i've surfed and i'm going to tenerife in uh, in october yeah Oh my god, <laughs> the schedule is booked completely. <laughs> exactly. If you yes. want to book an appointment, okay, I'm free for 2024. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about Nicaragua. How was that experience for you? It was very intense. Mm -hmm. um, many people ask me about Nicaragua, you know. Yeah. So, first of all, I travel quite a lot. I travel once per month, more or less. I, tr mm -hmm. I try my best to travel once per month. But I've been traveling in Europe only okay yes. i also do solo traveling a lot mm -hmm. but again just in europe and then one day i decided that you know like i i wanted to travel outside europe on my 30th birthday but my 30th birthday was in 2020 so we were in the middle of the pandemic once Going again <laughs> so i said as soon as i can travel again i will go outside europe so yeah. Uh, last year in october i decided to book this trip and i went alone to nicaragua why nicaragua because I was looking for a surf and yoga retreat and I was like, there was this website 
where you can actually look for yoga retreats and I was just putting as filters um, South America, Central America yeah. and uh, all the Pacific area so Indonesia, Malaysia, mm. these kind of areas and Thailand for example and then I didn't check the place I was just checking the retreats the what they were offering you know I was trying uh-huh. to to find a balance between uh, surf and yoga and also some excursion in nature something that was more I, I wanted to be in the nature so I found this place that was literally in the middle of nowhere, in yeah. the jungle. We were doing yoga facing like mountains of trees and the sea and nothing else. Wow. So it was a beautiful experience, but I had a panic attack on the third night. Yeah. Oh my God. And so I, I flew to uh, Managua, which is the capital. Yeah. And then a driver came to pick me up. Mm-hmm. And we drove for three hours to go to this place, which was to maybe 30 minutes from a town. Okay. Okay. So we arrived to this town, San, San Juan del Sur, something like okay. this. And then from there, we drove other 30 minutes in the jungle. Okay. So everything was beautiful. But there was a day that I think in the morning, one of the, one of the people with me, she was stung by a bee, no, by a, a wasp. And it was one of the most dangerous wasps, like not dangerous, but most painful, you know. And somehow this event kind of made me understand, oh, my God, if anything happens to me here, what am I going to do? I'm literally in the middle of nowhere, (laughs) you know. (laughs) So when I was having dinner, I started to have a bit of palpitation and I was like, you know, I literally had a panic attack, but I didn't want to show the others. So I went back to my bedroom. Guys, I oh, my God, you were dealing on your own with this. Yes. I felt like I'm gonna go to my bedroom. I just need sometimes to relax. And they were like, "Oh, you are dehydrated because you know we've been surfing all day and then in the jungle, you know, excursion, hiking." Yeah, yeah, surely is that. And then I was in my bedroom for literally a couple of hours, and I was yeah. trying to walk around, you know, lie on the bed, breathe. So that's why I say that it was intense because. Um, I was in a situation that is completely different from the the places that I'm used to. So yes. it was not Europe. It was a place where the houses were very small and people were not used to all the infrastructure that we have here. You know, yes. sometimes you we give some services for granted, but they're not. Mm-hmm. And then night, so on my third day, then night I had this kind of illumination. <laughs> I don't yeah. know how to say. Yeah. But I and I understood that I, I might have been in danger because what if something happened? How am I gonna go to the hospital? There is not a hospital in the town and there are three hours from here to Managua yeah. and I'm thirty hours away from, from home. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But then the next day, so the fourth day, we had a kind of um there was a ritual mm-hmm. um, and we had this ritual in a very hot room so with some steams and we were doing chanties so yes. it was so I don't know it was 30 minutes but it was very dark and I was sweating and I was crying so I was completely wet because I was sweaty and crying so it's tears and sweat mixing but no one would see me so I could actually release all my release tension yeah. and when I left the little uh, it was a kind of bungalow I left the bungalow and I felt completely different. Yes. Like I was like, okay, now I can stay here for one year. It's fine. Because then in my mind, I felt mm-hmm. the people that are here, they live constantly in these conditions and they're happy. They're okay. They're not so worried. So I trust them. You know, I trusted them. I trusted the community there and I felt like 
I'm just gonna let it be, if something happened, we're gonna deal with the consequences later. Yeah, but uh, it's amazing because uh, I had many panic attacks, but I was never alone. And mm. it's one of my other fears that can cause another panic attack. It's like, what if I am alone when that happens? And it's a very interesting story. Mm. I thank you for sharing because it's very, very um, amazing. Like, I think it's one of the experiences that you will cherish forever, for sure. Like, yeah. Very, very interesting. I think for me, like I went to yoga retreat in March, but it was in Ireland, but we did a lot of meditation, which was new for me. Like I would not meditate and I would kind of avoid meditation because I was always mm -hmm. saying, like you said, ch uh, chanties and this type of stuff. I was always like, oh my God, that's not for me, you know? Mm -hmm. And then we did the full on thing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and when I actually came home, I was crying so much and I didn't know why. And then one of my close friends that she meditates a lot, she said, you know, Anya, you released a lot and you needed to cry. Yeah. So it's like actually a beautiful thing that you could have connect with that type of meditation and everything yeah. and release everything out. Yeah, so true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, very, very and meditating, it's super hard. You yes. know, the kind of yoga that we do many times in Europe mm -hmm. is the Western kind of yoga. Like mm -hmm. we do a lot of, like it's very dynamic. I, I yes. myself, I do a lot of, like the, the type of yoga that I do is would be vinyasa or... Um, I don't know, rocket yoga, sometimes mm -hmm. ashtanga is very dynamic, very strong because yes. I, I like to, I like to sweat, you know, <laughs> yes, I yes. like to do some movements. But then when it comes to meditation, you think, okay, you just sit and you close your eyes. What? No, it's actually very, very complicated because you need to reach such a, like, I don't know, it's a state of mind that is super hard to achieve. So it even me, well. I've been practicing for like six or seven years and it's, I still need help meditation i yes. can do just guided medita meditation with someone like i don't know some instructor that is guiding me so then like like in the case in nicaragua for example that there was this woman amazing woman and she was just you know guiding us through the through yeah. the ritual and i let myself go because otherwise i would get distracted because we constantly think 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 you know especially we are used to this yeah. kind of society so you never stop it's very hard to disconnect from the reality and mm -hmm. to just like okay i'm just with my mind in this space and that's it it's um, yeah. very interesting yeah uh, you mentioned Bundoran <laughs> and I've been on a trip with you <laughs> just for the listeners to know that uh, and I actually wanted to ask you what inspired you to organize the trip in originally like what was the idea that you had because you kind of organized everything mm -hmm. and it was quite a lot to do <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you were kind of like the leader of everything you are a leader in your uh, actual job that you have you're a boss lady but uh, what inspired you to do something like this um Okay, so let's say I am pretty active on my social medias, on Instagram specifically, and I am active on my stories, but mm. in a way that I tell stories to people. You know, I don't use Instagram in a passive way, in a way that I look at others. No, I create content and many people engage with me, okay? So yeah. when last year I was going to Bundoran, for example, many times, many people reach out to me oh Deb next time you go you should tell me I would love to go so you know I, I started to have a lot of feedbacks from people that were interesting to participate and you know I had my Gosha coming to me asking <laughs> me do you want to go to surf and maybe these people they just needed someone their Gosha going to them and say yeah. hey uh, do you want to go surfing so yeah. um, so Bundoran is actually a place where I feel extremely well mm -hmm. it's just the, the mindset and the atmosphere, the people there, I don't know, everything is so beautiful and I, I, I wanted to bring people there, you know, 
Um, as I told you, I like to organize events or activities because yeah. it gives me the opportunity to bring people together so they know each other, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to ask them what I can do. Yeah. And I told them, I would like to organize for a group of 20 people. And they say, if you reach a maximum of 26, we can give you the whole uh, lodge. Package, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I think I might reach 26 people. So I used um, like... Um, kind of page on Facebook and I said I am organizing this trip to Bundoran I have 26 spots if you want to come feel free to join and within two days I had 30 people so I even (laughs) had people on the waiting list you know and when I was looking at the list I was like wow this list of people that you know they didn't know each other yes yeah so actually my purpose was to bring people together that didn't know each other but we were all um kind of moved by the same passion like let's be one week together doing these activities so you kind of bring together um people with the same mindset and you know that it's gonna be nice you know um so i decided to do it because yeah because i i just i try to listen to people like i tell stories but then i see how people react and I love organizing events or activities once again. Um, so I just saw that this could have been something nice because many people asked me. So I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to try. And it was absolutely not stressful. Like sometimes when you organize events can be a bit stressful because you always want the event to be perfect. And sometimes it does not go well. Sometimes 50 people say that they're coming and instead 20 show up. Show up, yeah. So can be a bit disappointing but when you start to organize event after event then people trust you mm-hmm. in a way yes yeah. so this time everything was beautiful first of all because i knew the guys in bundoran like i normally go to bundoran surf co and they are just great like they have the shop the hostel the surf lessons and i don't know they're just amazing people i've i've never had a bad experience plus they organize a, um, a bus from dublin so mm-hmm. this makes the things so much easier because you don't need to take a train you don't need to rent a bus uh, a car you don't need to take to choose your own bus so it's just there this bus that collects you from dublin and brings you to bundona so it makes everything easy so i just had to make sure that all the people were actually confirming their attendance so i had to follow up on people but the rest was actually super easy we very enjoyed and actually the price was amazing yeah they gave us and everything i was really i'm really lucky that i work with you so i had (laughs) like a very easy access to the event itself and i could find out easily what is going on and what's happening and i'm very grateful to you for actually organizing it because it was my first time surfing so you were my gosh yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's go everyone (laughs) so yeah it was really an amazing experience it was really really and when i stood on that uh, board it was like oh my god even if it was for two seconds i swear to god it was two seconds but it was like the best two seconds like oh my god i can do this next time it's gonna be four seconds trust me yeah Mm. an instructor behind me yes you see you can do it you can do it (laughs) so yeah that was really really interesting and i was really surprised uh place is extremely sustainable Mm -hmm. very very sustainable they have like a little um everywhere how you can recycle your wetsuit and don't flush too many times the toilet and don't use too much water and it was just a very very amazing experience for me personally it was really and i know that everybody really enjoyed Mm -hmm. so i hope you will be organizing this again (laughs) i'm saying this on the podcast i hope not uh, like everybody all of a sudden (laughs) wants to go to surf yeah i really hope uh, we will have a chance to go again it yeah. will be great yeah. i will probably organize again it was so such a nice experience that yeah if it works you you can do it again you know yeah, yeah. 
I also wanted to talk about pole dancing mm-hmm. because I have a feeling that it's your favorite thing to do. <laughs> I, I don't, don't know, know if I'm right, <laughs> but on Instagram, whenever I would watch your stories, you just shine when you're doing it. So, yeah, I just wanted to say that. <laughs> nice, nice. Glad to hear that. Yeah. Um, like, again, all the sports I do, they give me joy. Mm-hmm. But pole dance makes me feel more confident than anything else. Yeah. I feel I feel powerful, I mm-hmm. feel sensual, I feel feminine, I feel I feel that I can do anything, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean when I'm upside down, it's like <laughs> look at me, look what I can do, you know, I'm yeah. holding my weight, you know, and I've been doing it for one year and a half. Yes. And I go normally once per week. So it's not that I You're I doing mean, amazing stuff by the way. For but one year and a half. I know, but it's just because I love it so much and this is an effect that like it's not just on me i can see mm-hmm. many people and the reason why i started is because my little sister well little she's 29 years old <laughs> she's still little let's sister. pretend <laughs> let's pretend so my little sister she normally she didn't have a lot of uh, hobbies normally mm-hmm. but she started pole dancing and she was so enthusiastic about this i've never seen my sister so devoted to something especially to a sport yeah so i was curious and then i tried with her mm-hmm. and then i loved it yeah and there was another girl that used to work with me when I was working in retail and she was going to this place in Dublin and I asked her, can you give me more information about this place? And so I had my first uh, pole dance lesson and I never stopped. Yeah, it's just that the way I feel, I feel, I don't know, I feel super strong. And also, you know, month after month, you see the people, they're coming with you. And so again, you, you build a nice, uh, nice community of, of people, of people yeah. and it's very nice. I don't know. We all support each other. We help each other. Yeah. And then, so I just paid the description, the subscription, sorry for my first, um, how can I say the competition? Yeah. So I'm going to have my first competition uh, n- oh next God, year in congrats. April. I'm already kind of, yeah, Stressed. panicking. <laughs> Anxiety yeah. hitting. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I really love it. It's no. just so beautiful. Yeah, if it's going to be anything like the show you did. Uh, that oh was just God. a showcase. It was, you know, but now I have to compete. Now it's competition. So yeah, it's yeah. a little bit more stressful. But yeah, oh still. God, we'll be yeah. cheering for you in April. Yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to ask, how is it balancing your work life with all of these activities do you find it at any point like you're struggling or like uh, oh my god this is too toxic what am i doing with my life or oh my god i need to keep going or how what's going on in deborah's mind <laughs> so i wish there was an eighth day of the week where i can rest you know <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah, sometimes i miss the the day where i can rest no, but sometimes i force myself to rest on sunday for example but I like that you used force. <laughs> I force myself, yeah, because I, yeah, like I do it because I like it. It's yeah. not because oh I have to be in shape. I don't do it for my body. I never, I'm never done sport because of like I don't know. I want to wear bikini and be in a nice shape. Yeah. No, I don't care about that. I just do it because I like it. I'm like a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, kids, they like playing with toys, you know, and they choose the toys that they want to choose. Like I hate the gym, for example. Mm-hmm. So I don't go to the gym. Um. And I am not very, very good with, I don't know, volleyball or tennis. So I just do kind of sports that make me happy. So when I finish work, I switch off my brain. I don't think about work at all. And I just want to go to do my hour of pole dance or my bouldering because I know that my life cannot just be about working. 
and home and working and home by the way just want to say to everyone that is listening i am far away from my family so my family is in italy and i'm in ireland and i don't have kids i don't have a partner so i am pretty free to to choose to you know dedicate my 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 after work life to my friends and my sports of course when you have a relationship of a family it's absolutely healthy to dedicate time to the people that you love you know what i mean of course but because now i am in this situation and rather than crying on myself and thinking oh my god i'm so lonely i'm not lonely i actually i enjoy the freedom that i have to do all these things yeah you talk about a lot of it on on instagram actually Mm -hmm. as you mentioned you have like a storytelling type of thing on instagram and you talk a lot about yourself in 30s and how it is to be in the 30s where did you get an idea to share this with the people like how did it start uh i turned 30 first of all (laughs) yeah fair enough (laughs) and so when i was in italy actually i graduated in um, italian literature and linguistics and then i have a master also in um, uh, fashion journalism and communication i wanted to be a journalist yeah oh my god yeah i did i yeah i yeah i am quite I know quite a lot about the fashion system, but then I moved to Ireland and I started to work mm-hmm. in retail and then I hated fashion and fast fashion. Yes, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. then I started to get, you know, more close to the... Overwhelming. Yeah, I, I started to get close to the sport world and then hiking, nature, so I... But I still mm-hmm. love... I love writing, but it's not, a, it's not that I love writing. It's more like I love telling stories, okay? Yes. So when... I discover Instagram stories. Now it's been probably two, three years. I don't remember. Maybe yeah, more than. Like that, yeah. Maybe mm, more. I, don't I know. think more. No, be- I feel like all the times that I've been in Dublin, in Dublin, I've been sharing stories. So at least five years. I don't years, count COVID, you know. Yeah, <laughs> COVID yeah, doesn't count. <laughs> but I don't. I feel like that. I I like sharing stories in a way. Yeah, as you say, storytelling. I just mm-hmm. tell a story and I try to say something that is about me, but is about me as a like i don't know a woman on her 30s what's happening to me that can also happen to someone else so i just started to share things and you know funny stories that happened to me or things that actually i feel proud of uh, things that i feel angry about and i started to see people responding Mm-hmm. and then i started to have 500 uh, followers and then 700 and then 1000 and then yeah. I, now I, I don't have many i don't have like thousand and thousand of followers it's still a lot of people engaging yeah. with the content i yeah. have active followers people yes. that respond to me they engage with my stories and i see that somehow i create this dialogue with the people they are following me mm-hmm. and i inspire them but at the same time they give me ideas for new content and it's like so it's it has such a big resource so i don't like when people say oh yeah i have instagram or i have whatever social but i don't use it but then they're always no. there on their phone spending a lot of time on their phone i use my phone create the content the, the content and then i leave it yeah i like to tell story and then in the evening maybe i check the response and i communicate with people that's really healthy actually <laughs> yeah healthy. but i i live my life that's it and yeah. then i'm like okay you know what happened to me today let me share it maybe happened to someone else and i don't know it just creates very natural the way and when i was a kid for example i remember myself i was performing in front of the mirror in the bathroom uh-huh. and i imagined that there was a, a camera behind the mirror so i was performing for an audience so actually i think that instagram gave me the tool Mm -hmm. to do something that i've I've been doing for my whole life yeah Yeah. 
I find it really inspirational what you're doing because I am not in my 30s, for mm-hmm. example, but I can relate to so much uh, of the content that you're posting, regardless of the age, actually. Many people can, I tell you. It's just, you know, because yeah. someone tells you, okay, your 20s are great, but hey, I yeah. turned 30 years old. I feel super confident. I have some more money to, you know, invest yeah. in my life. So, hey, guys, don't be scared. And I'm sure the 40 years old is going to be even better. It's like, yeah. you know, the more you grow up, the more things you learn. Yeah. So I would never go back on my 20s because I wouldn't I wouldn't want to miss what I've learned. Yeah, really. exactly. So yeah guys don't be scared of the 30, you know. <laughs> It's nothing scary. No, no. Because I think this is I'm going to be very fast in this. So it's just that, you know, I turned 30 when I was in pandemic and I had a relationship before that. So I had broken up with my ex-boyfriend just a few months before my 30 years oh old birthday. Yeah. So I was like, I saw the 30 like, "Oh my god, I'm going to I'm going to turn 30 years old. I don't have a boyfriend." And then I lost my job during the pandemic. So I don't have a job. I don't have a house. I'm alone. You know, I was crying on myself. Yeah. And then I turned 30 and it was not too bad actually, you know, and I started to invent it myself. So, yeah, that's it. That's you mentioned now. I it's great, actually, that uh, you're encouraging so many people to be like and we live very different world. You said like we are away from the families. We live in a, we are foreigners in a different city, even though mm-hmm. we call this home now, actually, yeah. for you, it's seven years here. So it's kind of like a home now. It is. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, you don't see your mom and dad every day or your little yeah. sister, same for me, you know? So it's actually nice what you accomplished by yourself yeah. here. It's amazing. And you said something that I didn't know, that you have a master yes, in journalism. Yes. <laughs> I'm so sorry, I need to uh, track back to this because I didn't know this about Deborah, but yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. And I actually wanted to tell you because I know you started buying secondhand and stuff like that. I don't know how long time ago, but mm-hmm. I always tell you, oh my God, that shirt is amazing. She's the queen of shirts, by the way. <laughs> I Yeah, I'm a pattern hunter. <laughs> yes, yeah. And she's always, oh, I got it secondhand, I got it secondhand. <laughs> so when this journey started, when did you start buying secondhand? Mm, when I was working for the fashion magazines in Italy. So okay. because I, after I graduated for the master, I was working for um, kind of, yeah, some fashion magazines. And I started to actually improve my capsule wardrobe because I understood that there are some staple uh, garments in your wardrobe that yes. you should invest in, mm-hmm. you know, classical example, the white t-shirt or the white shirt and the blazer and, you know, good jeans. So yeah. I started to reduce the amount of stuff in my wardrobe. Okay. Yeah. So I already, I was, I didn't go shopping so much, even if I was mm-hmm. working for a fashion, you know, for, I, w- I was even going to fashion shows. Um, But I remember myself even younger than I was going when I was when I was going back home from Rome. Yeah. I remember myself opening my mother wardrobe. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Let me see what's here. You know, so I was trying to to find some some gem in the wardrobe from from the past, you know. And that was my first secondhand experience, you know, just Mm -hmm. stealing something from my granny or my mother. But then I remember when I was in Rome, a girl, she she wanted to sell her stuff so she created a kind of market like she opened her house and she invited some girlfriends oh that's and so she nice. yeah basically her living room became a kind of little boutique and she sold a lot of her stuff so i went wow. there and I, i got a couple of hats a bag and um, a scarf and i was so proud and it gave me so 
yeah. like so much joy because yeah, I was like, oh my god! I mean, she doesn't like it anymore, or maybe she she used it already, but mm-hmm. I like it now. I can I can use it. I don't know if I just write, and then in Dublin, I think that there is. So I feel that this is a bit trendy. Okay. It is, in, especially. Yeah, but it's yeah. a good trend, so let's embrace it. Keep it going, it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I always have my, you know, my staple stuff at home, but if I want to give a bit of personality, I love to go for patterns, and I think that the best mm-hmm. patterns are always in second-hand markets. Yeah, that's yeah, why I go. Very spot on, yeah. It, yeah. It's going to find 90s shirts, or, you know, this yes. is the, where the yes. gems are. I think. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. I, I love it, I love it. Uh, so Deborah, I'm going to ask you the last three questions. Yes. <laughs> First of all, I want to say thank you so much for sharing so much with me thank today. You. Oh my god, I was not expecting to vomit you. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I love every second thank of it. You. So my first question is, what community means for you? Uh, I mentioned community many times yes, when we were did. talking. Yeah. yeah. Um, so community is a group of people that has something in common. That mm-hmm. share something. Okay. Yeah. And it can be a family, for example, like it can become a family is the family there like you are you are choosing. So I have different communities. I belong to different communities. Mm-hmm. I belong to the pole dancer communities, but I also belong to the yogis community. Mm-hmm. I belong to the surfer communities. And I feel that for each of these sports I do, I have group of people that understand me. So yeah. there is such a deep understanding. So community is the place that has some like where people have something in common with you and they know what you're talking about and yeah. it makes you feel it makes you feel home home yeah, yeah. yeah that's it i like that answer because whenever i would ask people this they would just stick to one group of people you know or mm-hmm. one community or something yeah, but yeah, this yeah. is something different you yeah. gave me a bit of a different answer uh where do you get inspiration for your ideas any ideas um you know the way i organize events Mm-hmm. or I organize anything that brings people together. Normally yeah. is when I meet these people that I have a lot of inspiration. Mm-hmm. Is when you open to dialogue to people that you don't know or people that you know but maybe not so well, yeah. you you discover a lot of things that you don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like people are yeah, the main source of inspiration for, for me. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Even for me, I would give the same answer to yeah. that. It's always the people around you that 100%. give you extra yeah. inspiration. Yeah, yeah. And the last question, and this one is my favorite actually, when do you feel most comfortable? Huh. So it's very difficult for me not to feel comfortable. Okay. I have no shame. <laughs> so I normally feel comfortable, but when I surf, for example, and I'm in the middle of the water waiting for the wave, okay? And I'm alone because I'm on my own there. There is no one, it's not like a team sport. It's just me, the surfboard and the wave that is coming. I don't care about anything. I'm just so excited, you know? And I feel super comfortable with myself and with the place where I am. That's such a nice answer. I love that. Because I felt that as well. I felt very comfortable in those moments when I was on the board and I was just turning around to see if the wave is coming, even though I'm not going to stand on the board. It's okay. It was still like, oh my God, this feels so nice. I'm controlling this. I'm in control of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if I fall, it doesn't matter. Everything is fine. Like the world is fine. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Thank you, Deborah, for today. This was such an amazing conversation. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. Me too. I enjoyed so much. Thank you. I hope you will be coming again. (laughs) After your competition in April. (laughs) Okay. Let's see. After I lose. (laughs)